it's it's mostly going to be great, you know, swinging open the door, the you know, you've done the vacuuming, you've polished the cutlery, you've printed some fresh menus, they're looking really slick. Uh, you've remembered to load the daily special into the POS machine and put the right price next to it. You know, the chef's told you what the special is for the day. You know, job done, let's go, open the door. Um, let's see who's coming to the party. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. The last time we caught up with David McIntosh, he was in the throes of one of Melbourne's lockdowns and looking to technology to help shape the new world of hospitality beyond COVID. But a lot has changed since then. David, how are you? I'm very well, Anthony. Nice to be back and chatting with you again once more, a little closer to the finish line than the last time we spoke, that's for sure. Well, so much has changed since we last caught up. You were looking forward to coming out of a lockdown and that happened and then back into lockdowns again, but you're on the precipice of reopening. Does it feel different this time? Well, um, in as much as um, the situation in our community is fundamentally changed from the last time that you and I spoke, you know, I think for New South Wales and for Victoria, the community has largely got behind the message and has come out in pretty fantastic numbers, um, you know, for vaccination, which you and I spoke about, uh, the imperative nature of that last year and plenty has been written uh, by myself and other people about how critical the path of vaccination is to just generally getting our life back. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that the most obvious thing that is different uh, as we sit here today is that uh, it's extremely unlikely that there will be another lockdown once we're past this kind of magical 80%. Uh, and, and heading towards 90, it looks, perhaps even 95 in Australia, Anthony, which is, um, which would be pretty fantastic if the community was able to get to that point because, uh, you know, once we're in those low 90s, uh, yeah, it's so faintingly small a chance that you'd bump into somebody who's contagious and not well that, you know, we're effectively home and host from what I understand. So it feels different because it feels like this might be a permanent Return. Whereas the other ones always had that sense of, oh, you know, just a couple of things might not go our way, a bit of bad luck, poor management, whatever, and we're, you know, we're back in the the dark again. This one has a sense of permanence about it, being optimistic. This period of time has changed so many in the way that they want to interact with people and live their lives. How are you feeling at the moment? Has, has all of these lockdowns with Melbourne, has it, has it changed you and the way you see what you do in hospitality? Oh, look, I'm incredibly ready to sit down and have lunch with a bunch of people, that's for sure, <laughs> uh, that are not myself or my own cooking. Um, yeah, look, I, you know, there's been long periods of introspection for everybody. Um, I think a lot of people have gone through the old priority list and, and maybe shifted a few numbers around, taken some things to the top of the list that might have been further down the bottom previously, um, reworked things that are valuable in your life, um, you know, on a personal level, sort of focusing on well-being, you know, the connection between physical well-being and mental well-being. Uh, what I've been in hospitality for an awfully long time and you sort of try and work out what, does, what do people need from hospitality. And, and I think... Judging by anecdotal evidence from friends of mine that I've spoken to and in my own businesses, 
There are huge numbers of reservations clocking up as we speak for next week, you know, um, and I think that just points to the fact that people, human beings are unsurprisingly extremely keen to reconnect and let someone else do the cooking and the washing up. Uh, you know, so I think you're going to see a lot of really happy people um, reconnecting in ways that they've been desperate to do so. And, you know, if we ever needed any lessons in these things, uh, digital platforms don't cut it by comparison with sitting with um, your fellow people and, and just kind of chatting. You own uh, many venues, very influential venues in Melbourne and also one in Japan. Will these venues be different to what they were before COVID? They will be for a little while because we're reopening with some um, restrictions still. So, uh, you know, we're, even in outdoor areas, we still have a density quotient. I think it's one to every four square metres or something for the first couple of weeks from next week. So you'll have sort of largest terrace, terrace areas that, looks suspiciously empty um, and indoors is very tough uh, still with density quotients uh, inside that are really onerous to try and run businesses. So, you know, we, we definitely have perhaps, an, uh, perhaps a month of challenges ahead of us once we are open where restaurants will still have that kind of oddly sparse look that they had the last few times where we reopened, you know, where... It's almost like your local cafe became a fine dining restaurant because every table was about two metres away from each other. <laughs> and you're buying $4 coffees, poor things. Um, you know, but I think you know, that too will pass and we will head into a, um, a, you know, a nice festive season of good weather and um, hopefully a few of Melbourne's most loved uh, large-scale events can actually happen next year. The event industry is certainly... Um, anxious to get back to business too, as is the live music guys who really don't have a roadmap at all at the moment. So I feel for them. Um, but yeah, it, look, it's overwhelmingly positive, Anthony. You've uh, been doing some writing during this time as well. Is, is that something you can tell us about? Sure, happy to do so. I mean, I, I always enjoy writing. Um, and what I've had a chance to do uh, by way of a lockdown project is to just probably put down on paper a lot of uh, lessons that I've learned owning businesses and establishing businesses and making plenty of mistakes uh, and getting things right and wrong. Um, and I'm, so I've sort of sat down and put together what I hope will become a bit of a workbook that people could um, can buy and have as a kind of dog-eared companion in their satchel for the journey that some people might want to go on to set up their own hospitality businesses in the future. You know, it's a little bit of a workbook with some questions and worksheets and thoughts and anecdotes and things that I've been chipping away at, which has been as much a nice process for me to go through to just remind myself uh, of actually some of the steps that we all need to go through, even when we've done it 10 times before. Um, and, you know, perhaps hopefully pass on a bit of um, good and bad insight <laughs> people like to talk i certainly am the, certainly the case for me that you know you learn particularly when you make mistakes you know when you get things right you think you're a genius and it's you don't really get a lot of learnings from it when you make some mistakes um they can be very insightful and influential so it's, it's been a nice been a nice journey just got to see if i can convince somebody to print it on some paper for me now 
<laughs> hospitality is uh, traditionally a ha- hard businesses to make money out of and COVID mm-hmm. has certainly added adversity to that. What, what do you think are some of the opportunities though moving forward once we do open up? Um, yes. Uh, well, you know, there will be opportunities because there will be um, fewer operators, I think, uh, when things reopen. I, I think we're about to go through, I don't want to say the most challenging phase, but certainly the reopening phase brings challenges of its own. Uh, not the first, you know, I'm not the first person to observe that we've got a serious uh, human resource crisis not just in hospitality, but seeing as how that's our industry we're talking about today, we've got a serious human resource problem. Um, so businesses are potentially not going to be able to open uh, for as many shifts or as many hours or as many days as they might otherwise have wanted to do. Um, but I think some places that have been hanging in there, courtesy of grants and whatnot, won't reopen at all. Uh, and so... You know, an opportunity might be for a, a new person coming in the, into the industry to establish themselves and to be able to express their version of hospitality with a new business for themselves for a, probably for a cost that would be a fraction of what it might have been a couple of years ago. So, you know, um, that sort of opportunity exists. Um, I, th- I definitely think that uh, opportunities exist for uh, private dining rooms, for uh, event-style offerings, because I, I really think the next couple of years people, both personally and also professionally, are really going to need to reconnect. Um, not a lot of people have had the chance to celebrate birthday parties or anniversaries or you know, sell, um, significant milestones achieved at work or whatever, and I, and I think... You know, people in the hospitality industry, if, if we can think creatively about ways that we can offer uh, good functions and events and perhaps, you know, those those private dining rooms, which were always good in the past, um, provide uh, another layer of comfort for some people that maybe are feeling anxious about sitting in large dining rooms with lots of people. They might feel inclined to book a room instead. Um dealing with anxieties and things. But, I, you know, I think it's there will be opportunities of all kinds for sure. Hard to say precisely what they'll be. What's the sentiment in Melbourne from operators at the moment? Is is there optimism given the vaccination rates and the situation that uh, the city finds itself in now? Yeah, I mean, there was a little confusion um, this morning uh, and over the, and which required some clarification by the Premier actually in the end of the press conference late this morning because uh, in the in the process of bringing forward our reopening dates uh, there was some confusion around the vaccination requirements for staff in particular um, but I, I understand that to be clarified um, as of now um, so yeah, what, what, what was your question again? I think it's skipped my mind. When we got, I got sidetracked by vaccinations again. Apologise. What's the sentiment amongst uh, operators in the industry? Look, um, uh, there's a little anxiety for sure. We're, nobody is quite sure um, what it's going to be like to reopen. If you know, if I, there's one thing that I would observe um, is how the general public will respond to the mandate 
around vaccines. Uh, that's a little bit of an unknown for us at the moment. So there's some anxiety around that. Um, it's going to take, I think, that some the leadership in the hospitality industry, either business owners or um, you know senior management in venues, are going to need to be very clear with their teams about the messaging, about the kind of conversation you have with customers that um, potentially will be aggravated by the mandate. It's certainly not an act of discrimination to uh, refuse entry to your venue when a person is not double vaccinated. It's, it doesn't count as, as a form of legal discrimination, but, you know, having a venue manager or an owner just gives some language to their staff about what the right thing is to say uh, to people, I think will manage staff anxiety um, you know, we to be fair, we do this stuff a bit. We're a pretty regulated industry. We have to deal with things like responsible service of alcohol. So it's not an it's not a foreign uh, scenario for a hospitality worker to have to have a frank conversation with a customer about refusing another drink, or in this case, refusing entry to your venue. But you know, people get refused entry to venues if they're wearing a singlet or thongs or shorts. As well, so again, it, it's not an unusual one, but obviously, the, because there's a vaccine involved, uh, and because there's been an awful lot of misinformation, and uh, in my view, anyway, some pretty histrionic um, conversations about vaccines, it's it's potentially a more live issue for front of house staff to be dealing with. Uh, so. To know that their owners and their managers have got their back and that they've given them some language to use, I think, is, is uh, something that certainly that I'm talking to my venues about at the moment. When you do open the doors of, of your venues, how, how is it going to feel for you and, and also your staff? Well, mostly great. You know, we're, we're going to have... Um, we're going to have a lot of really positive and very happy interactions with people. You know, the, the general public, well, let's say 90% of them at least, are going to be walking you know, going to be walking in with really big smiles on their faces, you know. So, uh, I, th I mean, I'm, I'm a member of the public who loves going to restaurants too. So, um, And I'm, I'm going to be one of those people who walks in with a big smile on my face too and just uh, thinks, you know, this is just – how, how much we've missed it and how happy we are to be back. Um, so, you know, I don't want to kind of labour the point that it's going to be hard and we're having arguments with every second person at the front door. I really don't think that will happen. Um, it's it's mostly going to be great, you know, swinging open the door, the you know, you've done the vacuuming, you've polished the cutlery, you've printed some fresh menus, they're looking really slick. Uh, you've remembered to load the daily special into the POS machine and put the right price next to it. You know, the chef's told you what the special is for the day. You know, job done. Let's go. Open the door. Um, let's see who's coming to the party. Uh, it, it, it'll be a lovely feeling. Well, I'm sure you and so many people in uh, Victoria are very much looking forward to that, David. We've loved catching up with you again. You too, Anthony. Great to chat once more. Thanks for including me in these really terrific podcasts you've been doing. I'm, I've been... Um, a source of great information for people. Thank you. We'll uh, keep in touch and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Love to do so. Thank you. 
This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.